my premise is that the only way to love yourself and to love others and respect yourself and respect others is to be transparent. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right. Welcome to the show. Now, before we jump in, I want to make a big announcement. So obviously we have the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all that stuff happening. And Guy and I have created something, a way to give back to you, our loyal listeners. So you may have heard that we started something called The Collective. What you may have not heard is that right now, not only can you get in for a 14-day free trial to experiment it and see if it works for you, we've also lowered the price from $99 a month to just nine. That's right. You didn't hear this wrong. From $99 to nine. And if you do it now, you can get grandfathered in at that $9 price point today. Again, all you have to do is go to satoriprime.com forward slash collective satoriprime.com forward slash collective, and you can grandfather yourself in to the collective for just $9. Our way to give back during this holiday season. So if you're out there wanting to make significant changes in your life, wanting to get more peace, more fulfillment, more love in every area of your life, make sure you go to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now. I do not know how long we're going to keep this up. So now would be the time to act. All right, my friends. So today's iTunes review is short, simple, and to the point by Joel Smith214, who headlined it, amazing podcast. He writes, life-changing material, one of the best personal development, if not the best I've listened to. Joel, thank you for the beautiful, kind words. Email me at elon at satoriprime.com and I will send you your personalized gift. And if you're listening and would leave us an honest review on iTunes. Once I read yours out loud, you can email me as well and receive this amazing gift. So again, thank you, Joel Smith 214. And now back to our show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Have It All podcast. Elon here with a really, really special and amazing guest. I dove head deep into this book, which I took the cover off, but I'm going to show it to you guys anyway. It's called... Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. And it's by the absolutely amazing Lauren Zander. Lauren, thank you for being on the show and welcome. Thank you for having me. This is excellent. So I met one of the people in your in your company uh, and they were like, hey, Lauren would like to be on the show. And I got sent this book and I told Lauren, I read... What I like to do is I like to read the books and then interview the people. So I'm about halfway through the, the book and Lauren and I connect. We have a pre-interview. I don't know if you remember what I told you, but I said, Lauren, like if I could write, this is the book that I would have wished I would have written. So um, right. there's a lot of – so we have a Facebook group we call Personal Development Without the Fluff. Mm. And I think that you would agree that in the world of mindset, personal development, life coaching, there's a ton of fluff. And what I – thoroughly enjoyed about the book was it was there's absolutely zero fluff it is funny your sarcastic witty nature comes through in a big big way and it's super impactful like it's one of these books that I've actually recommended to people 
certain people will, will share things that they're going through in their relationships and things like that. And I just think there's so many amazing exercises in here that are absolutely incredible. So if you guys, anyone, we're going to talk a lot about this book today, but I would definitely grab this book. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So Lauren, before we jump into the book, yeah. why don't you give people a little bit of background on yourself and, and what you've been up to in the world? Because uh, you've been at this for quite some time. Sure shit. <laughs> I'm getting old. Right, I'm 48 years old. I started this business when I was 28 years old. Wow, amazing. And then I didn't start the company. I like went out and broke out on my own when I was 28. And then when I, in 2005, I started the, the handout group. Mm. So, and then I started that business with my sister who was a management consultant, but in her previous career, she was a landmark forum leader. What's your sister's name? She was, when she was married at the time before she got divorced and she was Beth Hanover. Beth Hanover. Hmm. Right. Um, And then, yeah, well, she's she's been married a couple of times. Um, we've worked on that with her. We've set her free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's even in the book, right? Um, yeah. a few, a few, she's referred to yes. as, as not everyone has to follow some cookie cutter vision for yourself and to yes. have a dream that really matches who you are. It doesn't mean you're going to make it with the Joneses. <laughs> uh, so she represents the, not the marrying type. Um, anyway, uh, I, I am a mother of three kids, happily married, started that like really um, in love with my husband Uh, and building this business is my favorite thing to do, right? And the funny thing about the book is I did all the work for 20 years before I produced the book. So the reason it can like nail it so fast and clearly is because It's after everything I've already learned. Yeah. Which really changes the sport of writing a book, right? It's not like trying to get somewhere. It's, hey, come meet me where I understand, you know, let me show you the gap. That's a really great point. And and I love that you said that because a lot of the books in the personal development space tend to be researchy books. And what I mean by that is someone has a theory and a concept and they'll grab a little piece from this book and that book and this research and that yep. research. Yours, this book, is purely based on your experience, not only with clients, where you actually share clients doing certain exercises, which I thought was brilliant that, that yeah. no book I've ever seen shares. It's your experience. It's like, hey, I learned this. Then I went and shared this with clients. Then we put it into action. Then I saw this works. Then now it's in here. And... Um, yeah, it was it was super super unique. The I really I believe, which is is really interesting, is that because I have not uh, there's books that have rocked my world. Sure, not that many, right? And then what's the resonance? Like, what makes a book rock your world? And what you know, it's not like the information isn't great or that I'm not I can't learn something. But what's the difference between life altering? and good, good information. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ensure what I thought was the difference, which was the level of honesty, like the brutal truth that that letter that you're reading in the book, that is Elena Brower's letter to her dad is exactly what she said to him. Yeah. Right. And if we put, if we put the truth in like ridiculously clear, will a person be able to you know, jump levels of understanding because I believe we're all much smarter than we get to operate. Mm -hmm. And it's because we don't have the right leaders, teachers, or work in front of us that actually let us go, oh, it's a GPS. Oh, I could get there from here. Oh, maybe it's me, right? So the, the cut to the chase is what it's dying to do. And, and I think you're, you're saying, I fulfilled on that. Yeah. Big time. (laughs) Thank God. And, and what's also interesting is like there's parts, right? You take people through certain exercises and things like that. And you're so attuned because you've been doing this for so long. You're so aware of where people are at as they're receiving this information mm-hmm. that you actually put into the book. I know that you're feeling this, this, and this right now. And it's so right. accurate because 
I know like when you coach someone and you coach people through a process, you start to see, okay, this is what gets triggered. Yeah. This aspect of you. Yeah. And when you give it language and you make it, it's not this unique thing that's happening to you. Like this is the design of it. Yeah. Um, it gives people a freedom to just yeah. with that and then still do the, the, the work and exercise. Yeah. And then on top of it, like the examples, it's like, well, here are four people and here are the way they did it. It just makes it so easy to follow that I absolutely loved it. Yes. I want to dive into one of the concepts and we were talking about like, I mean, literally we can talk a podcast about every one of these chapters. They are really that, that uh, found, but the one that I thought was the most interesting and we were kind of chatting about it back and forth was um, chapter six, the truth about lying Mm. and how lying is basically robbing people's power and uh, destroying relationships in people's lives. So I'd love for you to just kind of give people a little bit of context um, and then we'll, we'll just see where this goes. Okay. So I, I honestly lay out all the different ways we lie. I yep. lie, we lie, I, right? Like, and that there's really different types of lying and there's yep. different ways we justify why we have to lie. <laughs> just like why we have to brush our teeth. And you're like, you mean brush your teeth and lying get the same level of innocence and importance and credibility? And I'm like, you can't even believe the amount that lying is defended, justified, and actually considered right. Yeah. I can't, if I tell you what I really think and then it hurts your feelings, that would be just for me. That would be mean of me, selfish. So there's this whole way humans, have structured the the value of lying as being righteous that it is comedy yeah. but i can't but and and i'm alone trying to convince people why lying is wrong right but i'm not even trying to convince you that it's wrong because if it worked which it does but worked like sole purpose, like it actually made you feel nicer, made you feel more connected, made you feel like a good person, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe it would not be so bad. But the more I lied throughout my life, which I was an epically good liar, <laughs> which is the, wor- the worst thing that ever happened to me is no one knew. No yeah. one caught me. No one was going to catch me. Um, and everyone even, but like people believe me now to be a person of great integrity. They believed me just the same when I was a complete con. Wow. Okay. So when I came clean, which is all throughout the book, because I couldn't feel myself, right? I couldn't feel the love I was in. I wasn't in love with the man I said I loved. I didn't feel connected to my parents. I didn't feel connected to my career. I didn't feel, I didn't feel connected to my body. Mm. Right. And, and it finally dawned on me that it was because of all the ways I lie and mm. get away with that. There's this Barbie doll I'm presenting out in society, myself, my friends, my parents. Like I was, I was so fake. Wow. And the real me was the one who was, you know, running a serious amount of narrative that defended all my lying. And so when I got that it was me, maybe it's me, um, and that I didn't have anything in my life not worth telling the truth to. If I actually love this boyfriend, he deserves to hate me. Mm. If I actually think this is my best friend, she'll understand what I really think, right? Mm. So all of a sudden, I started to understand that my lying was managing this postured world. And I couldn't feel myself in it. And I wasn't myself. I couldn't possibly like myself if I was different than what I, like it, it just finally dawned on me that being a fraud or a con and lying were the, were like, oh dear, right? And so I literally made a lying list that I have people make in the book yeah. of, of, and I have withholding information, like the things you're going to the grave with. I have social grease, like, oh, I really... I really like you not shaven when the truth is, is I like men shaven. Right. But I wouldn't, but it's okay for you. 
right? So it's all the ways I naturally manipulate so I don't ever have to be honest. Mm. And until you face all the ways you lie and defend lying, well, my parents can't handle the truth or this can't handle, or, I've, or, or it's my shame. Or uh, like, you can't even imagine how many times I've done this with humans to get them to finally tell the truth about the truth, about the truth, about the truth. And then when they start to fess up, how much more they feel present and how much Mm. quieter the voice, like the voice actually does a pretty good disappearing job. You'll get rid of most of that voice in your head being an absolute lunatic by coming clean. So the, am- the amount of successes I've had with people telling the truth, even about they didn't send the email, right? Like, is this, like I double booked myself to do I look skinny, honey? Yeah. Um, I don't love those pants on you, right? Like, like, and then in the book, I really teach you how to actually tell the truth where you're not murdering people or scared to be honest. And you start to really see how to, like we, we are so uneducated on even how to tell the truth yeah. or what is the truth that we are so far from being connected to ourselves. How do you think you are true to yourself if you don't tell the truth? Yeah. Anybody want to argue with me about that one? Yeah. And there's a piece, there's a piece, not only with the external, it's the piece with the internal, like to self about lying about your happiness or, uh, your relationships or things like that, that we just chew on and you're like, forget it and go, okay. And then you look out in the world and you get agreement from everybody else who, you know, my friend, uh, John is just as miserable as I am in a relationship. So that that's okay. That's how it is. This is not, this is normal. I was on a call this morning because as you can imagine, women's understanding of men's porn habit and what it means to a girl versus what it means to a guy. And this is going to be great. Oh, this is like, and then I'm on the guys team against a girl who's like, it's disgusting. The women, their childhood, Lauren, how do you not care about their souls, right? And how do you not think he's cheating if, I, I, right? Like, what do you really, like, Lauren, right? And the, and the man is like, I don't, I don't like it. You're right, honey, right? I, I swear it was, it, right? <laughs> And you're like, why do people lie? I'm like, because there's no room for her to want to understand him or mm. him to explain himself without, without needing to lie because you're, you know, no one's going to understand each other and you're going to end up making more, every sentence is going to make more and more damage because they really don't understand each other. Yeah. And so in that moment... Lauren, should I lie? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, boy, I really could understand why it'd be a good idea right now, right? So that's the epitome of how difficult this is, right? Is that men don't even understand fully. And it certainly doesn't mean what his girl thinks it means, but she's making it mean that. What should you do in that moment? Explain mm-hmm. yourself? Explain porn? <laughs> or shut the hell up and wait till the tide changes right so that's like really where lying makes sense yeah there's familial i think every family as you grow up also has rules quote unquote about the like you learn through growing up where it's okay to lie don't tell your father exactly these little things and and you know like i noticed with uh with my in-laws one of their things is they it's it's like the lie to protect right like the lie of like if they found this out to to the the grandparents for example like if they found this out this would kill them yeah and everyone in the family buys into this yep and then I, I've basically told them flat out, I was like, look, I don't lie. So if you want to tell me something that is not supposed to be told to someone else, don't tell it to me. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not safe. I'm not a safe space. I, yeah, because I don't, I don't compartmentalize and go, okay, this piece of information, I can only, I, I stopped being able to do that. It just yep. takes too much energy and, and too much brain power. I just want to read these because I think it, it just gives people a great understanding of like the types of lying. So okay, there's, great. there's outright lying, which you talk about. There's lying by omission. This was one that I actually, as I was reading, I was like, oh, I can definitely see how I do this. Lying, <laughs> lying by exaggeration. You know, like as a storyteller, it's always like this, this, it, it, and I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Uh, lying by under-exaggeration. And just so you know, if you tell people, okay, I'm about to tell you what happened this weekend, and it's a little embellished, so you really get the fun of it. Oh, that's good. Right? It isn't. Like, I'm about to tell you a story, and I'm going to leave out three things you can't ask me about. And if you touch on them, I won't tell you, okay? Right? <laughs> so it isn't that you can't withhold. And it isn't that you can't exaggerate or not tell the full truth. It's that you can't represent it like it is the truth. Mm, brilliant. So that was for uh, lying, yep. by, lying by misrepresenting a story. Lying by avoiding confrontation, which is a great one. And lying, and lying by keeping secrets, you're taking to the grave with you. So just to kind of like give people context about the, the ways that human beings lie, which I loved. Yes. Right. And so the one people are taking to, you know, <laughs> my favorite one everyone's taking to the grave Yeah, is um, in childhood, most people have played doctor with the wrong people. Mm. Right. Sexually speaking, we have played with the wrong people, that cousin, that girlfriend, that you're a girl and it was a girl and it was a boy and you were with a boy and you're not gay. And so like all of these things are going to the grave Wow! and you're not even telling your life partner because they'll think something because you think something. Right. And so it, it eats into the sub, it goes into the subconscious and then it shapes you, whether you like mm-hmm. it or not, because anything you're hiding, you believe is worth hiding, which then has you. You don't have it, it has you. You think you have it, but it has you. And then it makes you act differently, which is the whole, the point of all of this is not to feel bad or to be gross or to, you know, never have done anything wrong. It's that you can't learn anything if you never have a consequence. Hmm. I'm sorry, right? You stick your hand in fire, you now, ah, never do it again, right? If that moment doesn't happen, you really didn't learn. Like most of, most people who are still lying right now never got caught, never got caught in a way that actually got them to get the impact of doing it, right? And so everyone's like, well, Lauren, if I break up with the girl that I've been cheating on, do I have to tell her? And I'm like, I beg you to tell her because she's not, she's not a victim here. She picked you. You picked her. This is what you made together. And that's not an accident. And if you come clean together, you both can burn and learn, right? And if you don't, and you just walk away saying that you're guilty, and then you won't tell your next girlfriend, you really think you learned and changed. What did you learn? Yeah. Nothing, I swear. Wait and see how it happens again. And I'll double back. And you're like, you're going to make me tell the girl. And I'm like, if I had to tell every time I cheated to everyone. And it changed my ability to never cheat again, ever. Not even feel it. Yeah. You you sure you don't want to learn? Yeah. So most people don't want to deal with the consequence. So then they really have to learn. It's really interesting that you brought that up. When I was uh, 21, yeah, I was 20 or 20, yeah, 21. I went to study abroad that year between like 20 and 21. And I had a girlfriend. We actually went to two different locations to study abroad. And where'd you go? Where'd you go? I went to uh, Spain. Uh-huh. Yeah. She went, <laughs> she went to London. It. We were supposed to go to London together. And then I found out that I could go to Spain. I always wanted to go to Spain, but I couldn't speak Spanish. So I found an English-speaking program in Spanish, in Spain, which yeah. was absolutely amazing. So uh, anyway, so I go there and I cheated on her. And I came back and I knew that if I said this, like the relationship's over. Right. So I didn't. Of course. And then on July 4th that year, um, we were hanging out at her place and 
she brought it up. She's like, I don't know how she brought it up or something. And I remember everything in my stomach and everything, you know, like you lose the blood flow to your head. Everything turns black. It was one of these like, holy shit moments. And I remember I had that moment where I was like, okay, I could continue to lie. Right. Or I could just fess up and like say everything now. Yeah. And I don't know at 21, like how I came to this conclusion, but I, I ended up telling her the truth. And I watched this girl. I literally sat in an apartment for her over July 4th weekend. We were together. I slept on the couch. She slept in bed. And I watched this girl cry for probably two to three straight days, like like uncontrollably cry. And I remember having this sensation of, I did this. Like, I am responsible for inflicting this much pain Mm -hmm. onto this person that yeah. I love. Yeah. And I, I'm, you were talking about like, if you don't fess up, like you don't learn the lesson. Yeah. That was one of the most, like when I saw the impact in person and felt the impact in person of my cheating on yeah. another, yeah. there is no fucking way in hell right. that I could ever do that again. No, no, ever. No. Like ever, ever, ever. Because the second there was even a thought of going in that direction, I could actually physically feel in my body yeah. pain and hurt. Yeah, that's what's missing. We don't, when you really learn a lesson, you really don't make the mistake again. If you're making the same mistake, you never learned the lesson and you could bet that the truth is missing, mm. period, right? Mm. And if you go tell the truth and burn the bridge, face, face the truth, you set yourself free. The truth sets you free. Yeah. It's the only line that everyone knows and no one uses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some other ones, but yes. <laughs> I know, not as much as that one. Yes. Everyone's like, the truth sets you free. Do you agree? And you're like, yes. Do you ever tell the truth so it sets you free? No. No. Right? I'm afraid. <gasps> right? Because you, know, you have to keep that life together. It will blow up your life. Right? Here, here's it will the other thing. It up your life. The, yeah. the, the, so you have people, one of the exercises that, that Lauren takes people through is, um, you write out a letter. So like, mm. you don't just go and just like, at mm. no, no, go no. through a process and she, yep. she actually walks you through the process. And yep. what I find, and I'm curious your take on this, uh, having worked with so many people, what I find is that the taking the first step for most people is really like the hardest piece because yeah. of the stories that the mind makes up about if I were to ever say this out loud, then, you know, the Hollywood movie version is yep. playing in your head. Like this yep. person's going to die or I'm going to get killed or blah, 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 all this yep. stuff. Right. The truth is though, and even from your examples, like for a lot of people, it never plays out that way. And in never. fact, it deepens the relationship and yep. creates more connection. Yep. So for those people right now that are probably listening, like, fuck that. Like, if I ever were to say this, my relationship would be over and blah, 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 or yep. something. What, how do you get people to see the value of, of sharing something like this so that they can take that first step? It's a real, it's like... 10 steps, right? It's like, <laughs> if this one doesn't work, try this one more. If this one doesn't work, try this one more. If this one doesn't work, try this one more. <laughs> so uh, the, 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 the biggest main point is that um, your secrets have you. You don't have your secrets, your secrets have you. And um, any secret has you, right? I can't tell my mother this, I can't, right? So when I blew up my life, I made a list of all the drugs, all the lies, all the stealing, every basic crime I'd ever committed against anyone. And what my premise is, is that the only way to love yourself and to love others and respect yourself and respect others is to be transparent and to let people be mad, say what they need to say. Like the level of equality that comes from I tell the truth, you can know it, and then you can tell it to me, and I can know yours. And I would much rather be in life in the real world than in the postured fake world that everyone is living by. 
Hmm. And no one is happy in. But people have moments of happy. It's just riddled in a fake reality where even in your marriage, you don't even know how to ask for what you want in bed. You don't know how to talk about that because, you know, then you'd have to admit you went there and did that and you like this and hey. I saw right? it on like, this video. <laughs> right. It's just so people narrow their whole lives to be a puppet show for others. And then how hard is it for you to get that if you're lying this much, you think they're not? Right. Like, hey. You think you're alone in this gig, right? Just please bring down the house of cards. So mm-hmm. I, I get them to get how numb they are, how little change they've ever made, connect the patterns of who they're dating or, or what, or the career or where they've limited themselves. And they're lying to themselves because of how they structured it all, period. Yeah. And if you want access to that much, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you're not, if you want real love and you don't have it. If you, if you want freedom in that way and you don't have it, you're going to have to look at yourself as why you don't give it to yourself. And then if you're going to go at the, pot, at the bottom of that pile is a bunch of lies I tell myself and keep in place to keep other people happy, the answer is yes. Hmm. It's tic-tac-toe for me, right? Hmm. You know how easy that game is? Yeah. Um, and it's predictable every time. You'll lose every time or you'll win every time. Yep. Yeah. Managing your lives is like tic-tac-toe. Hmm. I know exactly where it keeps you. And the only way out is through telling the truth and being willing to break up the illusion. Hi there, my friend. I just want to take a minute in case you skip the intro to these shows for some reason and let you know that for a very, and I mean truly very limited time, as in this could be gone by next week, Guy and I are offering entrance into our collective for instead of $99 a month for just nine. That's right. You can get yourself grandfathered in for just $9 a month for life now, as long as you head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective. And if you're thinking, I don't know, is this for me? Then I got two things to say about that. First, if you even like this podcast a little bit, you'll absolutely love the collective. We share things in there that we share with our personal clients who pay us tens of thousands of dollars and you can get them for nine bucks. And the second thing is we're actually offering you a 14 day free trial. So you can just come and check it out for yourself for free. You have nothing to lose. So again, go to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and make sure you lock this thing in before we realize that we've gone crazy and change our minds. (laughs) We look forward to seeing you in our collective. Now back to the show. There's something that my brother and I talk a lot about this. um, He he says, I like the way he says it, like the the number one plague or or epidemic on humanity is this feeling of unworthiness, Um. like this, this constant thread that every human has at one level or another of unworthiness. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember as I was reading this, you know, some of the stuff that came up for me is like, you know, the unworthiness conversation can play out on on a bunch of different facets, but something like it doesn't matter if I tell the truth because I don't. So it doesn't matter. Right. Um, Or my, you know, like my life or my happiness doesn't matter. So I'm just going to, shit and and not say these things. Yep. And in coaching I find it really interesting the justifications that we come up with mm-hmm. to alleviate the feeling of not worthy. Mm. And how we like structure a whole life so that we don't have those experiences. I'm curious like you've coached thousands mm-hmm. tens of thousands I'm assuming by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um What's your take? Like, do you, do you see this unworthiness thing kind of like as a thread in, in, in society? So the way I go at what you're talking about is this way. So I go, most people are living in one of two modes that you could live in. You could live in, and most people are in this one. Am I? Question mark. Am I? Am I good enough? Am I? Am I there? Do I have enough money? Can I get the girl? Am I? Qual? Am I? And so, if you live in the question of am I, mm. the answer is always no. Go get it. 
No, <laughs> go get it. Am I good enough for that? I don't know. Go get it, right? Like, so the the MIs, I call them the MIs, right? Like, like from Bears, Steve Bears, they were the gimmies. I'm like, humans have the MIs, nice. right? Like rather than going, and then the other state is I am, and then fill in the blank. Am I question mark? Am I? And then we question. And then we want to solve and prove. That's why we're always proving. But proving always implies lack. Mm-hmm. And so when you go unworthiness, that equals a lack. And that worthiness is something you have to go get and prove. And so every time you prove it, you have it for like 13 seconds or however long you can make it, right? Usually till the morning. Um, (laughs) Till you wake up. You're like, Groundhog Day, right? (laughs) Am I gonna, and then fill them, right? So we live inside of that question rather than living in I am and now show the world, show mm. myself. Show, like show is very different than prove. Yeah. Right? So one goes out and one needs it to keep going out, right? Yeah. So there's a, so the unworthiness is like, a, a, I call it like a hole. Like you have a hole in yourself yes. and every time you get the claps, every time you get the results, it fills the hole for how long does it fill for it, guys? Exactly. Right. And then you need another and you're jonesing always unworth. So unworthiness is a source of getting worthy. Yeah. Right. Just like poor is a source of being able to become rich. Yeah. Right. So the world is yin yang. It lives in opposites and opposites are always incredibly dangerous because it's never enough, right? When have you lived enough? You haven't. When do you have enough money? You don't. When do you have enough sex? Not yet, right? right. Like when have you eaten enough? I have to eat again in a few hours, Yeah. right? So, it's, so because life is really a continuum, right? So one of the continuums you're talking about is unworthiness. So you're always proving worth. And it is the ultimate trap. Yeah. But we're junkies. Hmm. And it's a diversion from being an expression of what you want to show the world and yourself versus prove to the world and keep proving. Yeah. And you, you'd be amazed that the most famous people in the world that I've coached, um, the only name I can drop is because he's on the back of that book, is Hugh Jackman. And him getting the difference between am I versus I am, it it felt like he was surrendering humility. Like, am I means I'm humble and always like seeing if I'm good enough, right? Versus I am is so arrogant. Oh, that was his conversation. How interesting. Yes. And, and he doesn't want to assume he's going to be great ever. So he keeps on having to push himself to be greater, but then he's never... He's never Hugh Jackman, right? Right? Like, hey, man, you don't even need to shower, right? <laughs> that shit doesn't <laughs> need to shower. You don't, you don't need much of anything, right? And so he never gets to experience himself because he always wants to, right? He's too lucky. He's too, like, me? I can't. So to get him to get that he is an I am, like I am, and then fill in the blank, what the only way I could get him to really go there was because if he really was this, whatever this is, whatever he wants to be, that he is, then what could he fulfill on before he dies? Mm. And the trajectory of that, if you are what you are, and then you can fulfill on anything, because I am, which is different than am I, one takes you not as far as the other. Make sense, right? Like one has Absolutely. so much more powers, so much more arrogance. But if you're actually a good person, what's missing on the planet is good people being as arrogant as Donald, right? Like the good guys are like, he's got no problem. I don't lie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we just showed you a video of you saying the exact opposite thing. That wasn't me. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm inspired by that much cocky. I just want it for the good guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know the the whole I am thing for people that are listening to this, right? Mm. 
sometimes I don't want to get on my whole rant about affirmations. Um, <laughs> I, people that have listened to my podcast long enough know, know my stance on affirmations. There is this back to the lying thing, right? Like yeah. for someone saying I am X and their system and everything inside feels that to its core as a lie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does that, doesn't that cause the system and them more harm than good? Oh, if you go, I am hot. And you're like 300 pounds overweight. Right. That is a lie until you satisfy your own image of what hot is. Now, a 300-pound person can be, in their own mind, hot. Okay? So it isn't that there's any truth to be had. It's what a person believes, right? And so I, what I do is I teach, so everyone has a dream. The dream sets a gap, like on a scale of one to 10, are you hot? And you're like, and then, and I go, oh, really? Why not? And you're like 300 pounds, eat Doritos, don't like myself, can't even look in the mirror, don't wear clothes that I like. Great. So what would hot mean? I eat health, right? So then they define hot and then they go, I am hot. And then what I'm teaching is I am hot, eats the apple out of the fridge, not the cookie. Hmm. And, and starting to rewire comes from a vision and then the gap getting filled and that you're the creator of when you were like, I am indifferent to being fat or versus I am hot. Right. And so I don't use I am as affirmation. I use I am as the right to create who you are. And if you feel like a liar, I'm sure you are. And to stop lying is to stop eating the cookie, to actually write your resume. So I don't use it the way you're worried I could be using it. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't want people to hear it that way because there's so many, you know, like – I'm going to put on this five minute YouTube. I am meditation video and my life will all work out. And I'm like, good luck. It might, it'll get you the parking spot. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> right. I, I, I think, I think affirmations get you parking spots. I, love um, that. I really do. Or, you know, um, yeah, that's about it. Right. So I'm sorry. Maybe I don't a cup of coffee you. here and there, but that's no, no, not even that. If you, if your integrity isn't a match, for what you're saying, you're better off not saying it because karma will come and kick your ass for even lying. Like, so lying, once you start to understand you lie and that you can stop, it changes everything. So it's it's one of the biggest things people really need to to face, how you lie and how you um, keep your fake self to yourself, to others intact is literally what this book is about taking down. And I take it down by having you really dream of a life worth living Mm. that you don't have any access to in a world of lies. Yeah. And, and the nice thing is also it, it, the book builds on itself. So it works in stages where you're not having these, like some of the conversations that we were sharing here are like the mega versions. Like these are kind of like the end, end all at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you, you specifically say, Hey, like, don't start with the biggest fucking lie in your closet. Like don't start with that. There are plenty of little ones that you can start clearing up that are great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, the process of being true to yourself and really sorting out what, what your real voice is and taking over your inner dialogue and really thinking it's your right to live true to your own vision along with what you say inside and out. Like they all have to be consistent that process pretty much has to go back to birth. Yeah. And, and, and rewriting your relationship to yourself. And, and, it's, and I, I've been doing it for a really long time, and it's really doable. And I basically tell you to just take one area at a time, right, and, and start to uh, unravel it and start to rewire it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the, the big thing that I do teach, which is cute, connected to a different movie, is the movie Back to the Future. 
right? Go 80s. Um, 80s. <laughs> I actually right? just so, saw Ready Player One and it was kind of like a throwback to those like it was like a oh, modern I'm, version of an 80s movie. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. We were even going to leave a reference. I'm building a digital an, like an upgrade to my digital course and we were putting Groundhog Day in. Um, right. And, and we didn't even have the sentence, the movie Groundhog Day, like assuming people even just know Groundhog Day as a movie. <laughs> and I was like, we are not allowed to talk 80s and 90s like everyone remembers them, right? It's so dating myself. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so what movie was the other one? Back, to, Back the to the Future. So the thing that happens in the book is I teach you that if you go back and tell a different story, tell the truth to your parents, tell the truth to that best friend, that old boyfriend, right? You're both married. You both have kids. It's no big deal. But like you go back to that person and you own up and you deal with your relationship. Why? Why go back 30 years? And the answer is wait, wait till you see how you feel differently about yourself. Just like in the movie, if you go and have that fight, does it change yourself today? Completely. Yeah. And so people don't understand the nature of the continuum. If you go back and tell your dad, I wish you, we played more. Can we go out for lunch once a month? And he says, yes, everything just changed. Yeah. Right. So people think change is never happening or really hard. And I'm like, read the book. It's so easy. It's frightening how much we pretend we want it and don't really. The old change transformation happens in a moment. I, I think it's that key, like as a coach, and this yeah. is what we're talking about before is, all the shit that people make up about taking that first step right. about having the conversation, like all the made up stuff yeah. is in the way of you actually having what you want. And as you were sharing, you know, you reminded me of a story like when, so I went to college and I was like really, really good through high school. As far as like no drugs, I barely drank any alcohol to the point that my dad this is really funny. I just remember this. My dad, my senior year of high school, brought a six-pack of beer home. And he's like, look, you're going to college. You need to start practicing to drink. <laughs> like That was the conversation. So, um, But I, in college, I experimented with everything. Every drug on the planet, minus a couple. Um, I was done by the time I got to college. Yeah, you know, like that that was my journey. And and it was something that we never shared with my parents. It was like I remember coming home from clubs at like seven, eight in the morning. My parents were at a breakfast table, right? And like friends would be over, and I'm just like this. I'm like, I'm so tired, I gotta go to bed, you know, just like wired on ecstasy and just whatever. So like I drop in bed. And I guess because they had never done anything, they just didn't know. And we just didn't have those conversations. And it was this one time we were all in Florida together. It was me and my brother. And I don't even know how this came up, but we just started sharing. Like all of our experiences about drugs and all the times that we came home and were like, you know, the time we came home. um, And that moment was so pivotal in shifting the relationship between us and our parents. Uh I can honestly say that that was the moment or one of the moments that kind of led to this whole new relationship of not parent child, but like, like a mutual adult relationship where we are now friends and, and partners in this thing called life. Um, and it really just came out of that. And I remember thinking like, I will never, I will take this to my grave. I will never let my parents know and all these things because of what I thought it would do to them. And, and you were also ashamed of yourself, right? Like oh, we big. carry, we put our, we wipe our, we wipe what we think of ourselves onto others. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to think this, even though it's really potentially you that think like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, where'd you get the idea from? You're like, my brain invented what they're going to say, right? I'm like, your puppet show and you don't think it's your idea, <laughs> right? Right. So it, it's a, it, the amount that I make a person come clean with their parents about who they've been, guess what also happens? Those parents that you think are so innocent and haven't done anything, <laughs> no matter how religious they are or whatnot, right? Right. My parents blew me away 
because my father's an Orthodox Jew. My mother's a married to an Orthodox Jew girl. Yeah. And, and they used to have parties where she cooked with marijuana. Right. <laughs> what? And, you know, a little swinging, a little bit like they like experimented. Wow. Right. And we knew nothing. And then the minute we started telling our dark side, they told theirs. And mm. then being true to ourselves and, and really loving each other with all the truth. Yeah changes the entire sport of being alive. Entire sport. The entire thing is different. Big time. Right? And my kids know everything, including drugs, including sex, including past, including lying, include you name it, they know. Right? And you're like, what about your 10-year-old? And I'm like, you know, I manage how much she knows because she doesn't want to know, but I, you'd be amazed at how much I can ask her. Like, yeah. are you ready? You want to know? <laughs> right? And she's like, no, mommy. <laughs> no. No, mommy. And yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. Done, baby. Done. But you let me know. She's like, <laughs> right? It's so funny. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so it fun to, to not protect some illusion mm, of, great, of, of some kind of ideal that none of us meet. I love that line. Mm-hmm. And there's this underlying thing like, well, if you don't hold me to account and you don't call me out on it, then I won't call you out on it. But the second that veil is gone and the second that someone understands like, wow, first of all, it takes a lot of courage yeah. to, to do this, right? So the other person always receives it generally with the sense of like, yeah. holy shit, like yeah. that was not easy to do. No. Right. And, and yep. And it opens up the door for, for yeah. just a beautiful relationship. And the only exception that I make is if a person's parent or person that they would tell isn't emotionally well. Mm. Right? Like there's only one exception I will make. You're like they're bipolar. They're like there really is a condition that is physical but emotional. And you're like, do I have to tell that person? And I'm like, no, that's your only exception I will make for you. Only. You're like, deathbed? Does that do it? And I'm like, you should never tell that to your, to the people that you coach. I can so see people being like, oh no, no, they're emotionally unstable, Lauren. No, no, no. It's (laughs) like, I need the doctor's No, no, no. Trust (laughs) me. They're really, I'm, I am no, I don't believe it unless it's diagnosed and someone's taking lithium. Yeah. <laughs> um, what drugs so, are they on? Uh, right. And then tell me their history because it's the only way that I don't think, like I do think you could do harm that a person can't understand yes. the English, yes. right? And and have a response that you will not have retribution for in their life. Like there really is the person you can't tell. It's very rare. Yeah. It's very rare. And if you have that, that's sad, right? Because yeah. then you never get the freedom you want, mm. right? So it's, it's actually a bummer, but obviously for many more reasons. Just like writing a letter that, like for you to just write that letter kind of like as a... I have them write the letter and read it to, like if that, let's say it's the mom that's really sick, can't handle it, right? But the dad can, mm. or the siblings can or your best friend or your husband or your kid. Like, so what you would do is you would never, you would share it with people who you can feel healing from that. They get what you've been through, what you're forgiving, what that letter, right. Yeah. You could read it to any, cause you can also do it with someone who's dead. Yeah. Right. And so there isn't it. So you can even do it with that person, even though it's a memory of them, even though they're alive. Yeah. Or they have dementia, right? Like they're, you can, if the person is alive and has a sickness that is, you know, dementia, right? I would have you read it to them. I have done that. And it works beautifully because they even have this wild spiritual, like they have the best stories, mm. right? One day I'm going to write all the, like I'm going to have everyone send in the success. Like a, a, a client of mine that I just made... Uh, like I had made years ago, clean up his relationship with his father. His father just died and his father died on his birthday. Mm. 
And he, the, uh, the acknowledgement I got years later about that he can't believe how beautiful the death was because they loved each other so much and they had restored everything and told the truth about everything. And my guy was this very successful, powerful guy and his father was a fireman. And so he had made up, he could never share with his dad because his dad was working, like he's so different. Mm. He's so much more educated. And I'm like, eh? shut up. Right? Those are your father's results, honey. Right, wow. too. Right. And so that he went and had the whole, like, that was 10 years ago. And here they are, like, having the greatest death for his father, which then sets him up to do that with his children. It just, like, in one generation, you can change everything. Yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. All right. Well, I could keep you here all day. I would stay, but I do have, I'm supposed to be somewhere else, right? Yeah. Um, All right. So first of all, again, for everyone, Lauren Zander, maybe it's you go grab the book, but Lauren specifically, I know that you also have a program that people can go through. Yes. Uh, Love for you to share about that. And we can, we can leave the links for, for people to grab. Fabulous. So I do 10 sessions with all the assignments digitally with, with examples. Like I lay it out. There's even weekly coaching calls book free once you pay to get the, the program. It's called Inner You. And once you buy it, it's yours forever. And there's a community like, oh my God, could you please trust me? The book is fantastic. You don't yeah. have to meet a single solitary soul to get everything. <laughs> but if you're actually social and want to meet new people who are into this, it is brilliant and truly the cheapest way to get at Handel Method for the rest of your life. Go. Enter you. Yeah. So what we'll do is if you guys go to satoriprime.com forward slash inner you, and it's just the, the letter U, so inner letter U, um, you'll have the access to that. We'll get you all that. Uh, Lauren, where can they find out more about you, get a hold of you? So we, uh, I'm at Handel Group, H-A-N-D-E-L group.com. And um, I'm coaching. We have over 30 full-time coaches working in life, in education, in corporations. Um, So by all means, if you don't want to do it yourself, you can do it with us. And obviously, we'll really make you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren, such a pleasure. I love... I love everything about this. Did you it. say you were coming to Burning Man next year? I thought I I will. Idea. Yes. I, that, that's the plan right now. Lauren and I had an off, off conversation like when we first spoke. So she's leaving for Burning Man right now uh, by, by the end of the, uh, beginning of next week. And I was saying how much I'd love to go. My wife's kind of hesitant. But now we have friends who are wanting to celebrate their 40th there. So there's a great chance that we will uh, – We'll be spending some time there, but I hope. Ready? Let me show everybody. This is we're doing. We have an eighty-foot pick that is our art project, um, representing representing Afro-American love uh, and Burning Man, and a commitment to freedom. Yay! So I'm so excited to be. What there. color is it, by the way? This I have no idea. No, no, no. The color, like it's going to be. Know. The same one? Oh. No, I don't think it's a goal. I don't. Th- I have no idea. I haven't seen it. I only know I got my necklace. Imagine um, you show up and it's just like hot pink. It, I hope so. Uh, like, but I, I, the odds are very bad. Right? I, I have. Think. I have. I doubt it. But we'll, <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will share with you when I get back. Yeah, please. That'll please, be my. Please. That'll be. That'll. I'll do that. That'll be great. Amazing. Thank you for everything. Oh, it was such a pleasure. And uh, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for sharing this book with the world. Um, It's interesting. This is one of those things, like as I was reading it, you know, I coach people. I would actually grab different exercises from here directly and be like, hey, go do this. Um, There's just a beauty and simplicity to this uh, process that you take people through that I absolutely love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a beautiful time, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Bye, everyone. Have an amazing week. Bye. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. Like I said, you can even try it for free for the next 14 days. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash 
collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.